Hello, I'm Jimmy Jelinek, your host for Playboy's Naked City podcast. We're going to be exploring life's big questions like, how do you take a great butt selfie and hamburgers I wish I could try and 18 things that the Nazis might have done well. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Jewish. I can say those things. Uh, and tons of biker violence. So, you know, sit down, strap in, enjoy the ride, all those things. But today we are talking with the 2015 Playmate of the Year, Danny Mathers. I don't really remember what we talked about because I was um, pretty hungover the day we did this from, you know, doing stuff. And, but anyway, I'm sure it's fine. She's a Playmate, man. And so let's not overthink these things. Brian, roll tape. This is Jimmy Jomnik. You are listening to the Naked City Podcast, and we are in the dojo today with the lovely Danny Mathers, Playmate of the Year. Very easy on the eyes. Usually I get a parade of, of drunkards and miscreants in here who are all sweaty, so this is much better than that. How do you know I'm not a drunkard? Come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> I know that you are. I mean, I'm... I'm <laughs> Very hungover right now, so this is quite nice. So to the right of you is your issue, which is... This is blowing my mind, by the way. I'm is it? I don't think I've ever seen my face this large on a cover of any magazine. It's awesome. I was, when I was going down to, to get water for my, my cotton mouth, um, <laughs> I was wondering what it was like to be on the cover of a magazine. I've, I've never been on the cover of anything, like like maybe a post office wall or something. So yeah. is that like, is that weird for you to, it, to, to see, it's like to see yourself in that way it is it's very weird because i i think something you guys know i don't take myself very seriously i don't really see myself as like a glamorous person i'm clumsy i'm a klutz and i make jokes left and right so to see such a beautiful photo on a cover is i have a magazine that i've collected my whole life is yeah. insane it's really crazy i mean some of the covers are where some of the iconic photos come from so i'm just hoping that this sticks with you know the readers and that this is one of those iconic covers that they keep in their plastic wrap forever i think it will be or maybe they'll <laughs> open it up yeah they can open it up so that we can you know like at barnes and noble yeah. when they buy it so everyone can see the goods our and then... sound man here might bring it into the bathroom stall we just we just caught him there so but masturbating in the boys room yeah God. you're not allowed That's to do it outside anymore i know oh we gotta keep it clean i guess all right um <laughs> No, we don't. There's no rules. Yes. So let's not talk about Playmate of the Year at all for a second. Okay. Because I don't know that much about you other than your like Playmate present. You know. Yeah. So let's talk about your past. Uh oh. <laughs> um, where Where are you from? I'm born and raised native Southern California. I grew up. Both of my parents lived along the coast, so I had a, my mom lived in like the Malibu area, and my dad lived in Ventura. So I grew up. A total beach bum, oh, wow. stealing my parents' cars to surf before school and bonfiring and all you that. You used to steal stuff. their cars? Oh yeah, I would steal. I would. I started driving at twelve. What kind of car <laughs> they did they have? What, what were you driving? Uh, I you learned on a Navigator. Actually, shockingly, I'm five feet tall in this car. Oh, was God, just you're like a rapper. Massive. I am like a hood rich rapper. I would pack like six surfboards in there, go pick up my friends, and come home with wet hair by 5 a.m. to pretend like I was sleeping so my mom could wake me up to go to school. <laughs> were, were you sitting on like six phone? I'm just imagining you at like 15 driving a navigator. Yeah. Were you like sitting on like six phone books and someone pushing the gas and the brakes for you? That's such a valid question because yes, I was. Nobody was pushing the gas. It wasn't like a, you know, how like some, you know, dwarfism, sometimes they have those cool blocks that they'll put on the- That's what I was picturing. The, like the on pedals. Your 
that didn't happen. There was nobody that technologically advanced in my life right. at that point. Right. But my first boyfriend bought me phone books. My best friends always got me cute pillows to put in my car. So that's awesome. I definitely needed it. And that at that point, there weren't cars that had the, you know, where you could just pump the seat up. So right, it goes right, right. up. Now they they have that. Yeah, so absolutely. then it pillows all the way. So you grew up in Malibu. I that's, did. That's so cool. Right outside of Malibu. But yes, that was my, the closest thing to happiness to the right. city I was in. So right on. And yeah. then, um, but your family's in, 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 in Orange County now? Is that where everybody is? Uh, no, my mom is actually still in Westlake Village, which is right outside of Malibu. And then okay. my dad just moved to Colorado, actually. So um, we've got a family full of green people. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. So growing up, so you used to hang out. So you were just beach girl, having fun, bonfires. Yeah. That was your thing. That was pretty much it. I mean, I was always known to, you know, get good grades. Everyone went to church. It was just kind of, it's a bubble town where I'm from. So everybody knew everyone's business before we did. Right. So, you know, you tried to keep it cool. And then I had this one boyfriend, my sophomore year, whose dad worked in the porn industry. He had an old 56 pink Chevy Bel Air. He like did drugs. He was just so cool. So I would, you know, I dated him so that I could kind of, of break the mold. Yeah. You know, he had like brass knuckles. He was so cool. He had brass knuckles? Oh yeah, brass knuckles. He played jazz music. He was like the coolest Did you ever kid. Did anybody with the brass knuckles? I, you know, he we we shared jeans. He was like the tiniest man I think I've got boy I think I've ever seen. He was like a size 27 or something. He so. was a tiny boy with brass knuckles <laughs> yeah, and a, so a I pink think, Cadillac? I don't think he ever used him. I That's think it was awesome. more for looks, but it worked on me, so... Yeah. That's okay. So yeah, I kind of broke the mold a little. I started getting somewhat of like a badass rap right. in town, you know, toward the end of school, but I still kept my straight A's and I did really well in school. So I was sort of a conundrum, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to have fun. I'm, I'm a beach girl. So anything that comes along with, you know, like bonfires, smoking, surfing, chilling. Right. Do you like, do you, do you surf? I do. I yeah, can't, I can't surf. I've tried. It's like riding a bike. Once you push up and you get that first ride, I can't even paddle so out easy. past the breaker. I mean, I'm in terrible physical condition, <laughs> but like I, I can't even paddle out past the breakers. I think that's probably the hardest part. I though, did try paddling in in New Jersey though, so I guess that, that does... surfing in New Jersey. What is that like? I don't. It's like dodging hypodermic needles and, and yeah, and, that's what... and like used condoms. It's it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Dodging needles and condoms. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever go there for the surf. Kind of like the pool at the grotto. No, I'm <laughs> kind of, actually. <laughs> Which is funny because the first time I ever saw the grotto, I totally imagined there to be like half naked girls walking around with trays that had like cocaine and quaaludes and weed and all these things and everyone's so having awesome. sex and partying. And I go there and everyone's just very sweet and nice and somewhat classy and like not partying. They're having like a martini maybe. So. It's like that's I, I don't know. I always wanted it to be like that scene out of the Big Lebowski, you know, exactly. where it's like, the, you're like hello, dude. And it's like Jackie Treehorn comes out. I think it was like that in the 70s. I think though. it was. But, you know, things... it had to be. I mean, it got its yeah. rap, you know, People, it was a party Absolutely. house. So. Quaaludes are a popular topic on the on, on this podcast. Are they extinct? No, you can get them in Serbia. Apparently. Oh, good. Okay, I remember so... watching Wolf of Wall Street and Mac and I were talking. Mac is our creative director. He's, yes. he's also chemically inclined. And we were like, Mac I would Daddy. pay $1,000 for, for a one quaalude. <laughs> I just want to hit the cerebral palsy phase. Exactly. I want to start drooling on myself <laughs> and just totally check out of this life for about Smash my hours. Ferrari into a couple other cars on my way home. Yes, that would be so rock and I roll. mean, my Mini Cooper. So <laughs> you were the bad girl that got good grades. Uh, what happened after high school? After high school, I, I wanted to act at a really early age, but right. my dad being from farmland, Pennsylvania, and like really not liking the LA vibe, did not want me to act. He figured the second I started acting, I would turn into like, you know, this Hollywood person and lose my identity. And 
do more drugs than I was doing and all these things. So I just went behind my parents' back and started my theater classes in elementary school. So I kept that going through middle school and once high school came and college. So you were hiding this whole theater persona from like the age of like. Very young. I was like in third or fourth grade, I think, when I did my first theater production. And already compartmentalizing back then. Sneaky, sneaky. So scandalous. What was your first? Uh, what was your first performance? I was a panda bear, and it was in a Mother Goose story. We were all—I <laughs> know—it's nothing to brag about. Yeah, I haven't yeah. put that on my resume. That's cool. Um, but then I was up for a close second for the lead of Annie, but the girl who got it had a phenomenal singing voice, so that crushed my she ego. She capped her like fucking Tanya Harding. <laughs> That's with a pretty much Actually, what ended up happening later in our relationship. To- beat a child with a crowbar let's just i think of a child's beating a child yeah, with a crowbar yeah, yeah. it's way I guess different I shouldn't be talking about beating children with crowbars <laughs> i'm on that page though yeah i guess but, so. Oops. i mean yeah so in high school i did a lot of like set design and makeup and i tried to get involved in theater a little bit you know in a different angle and then right. college rolled around so i went to csun and basically pretended i was going to all my classes what's what's, what's csun it's cal state northridge oh, okay so, you know, I kind of stayed local and in a safe right. zone and studied theater. They have a great theater program. Right. So I did that for only about a year and a half, maybe a year only. Right. Actually, my parents were not very happy about that. But then I booked my first role on The Bold and the Beautiful, like right as I was leaving high school. So really, I was OK with, you know, I couldn't really be like, well, mom, I'm skipping college to go. You know, you run a soap. That's awesome. Yeah, I've done that still. Actually, I've done that for 10 years and. The, it, the the role still comes few and far in between just because I think CBS is downsizing and it's all kind of... What was your role of, on the soap opera? Did you play the bad girl, like, like was, the home record? I wish. I totally tried, but I was... My name was Danica and I'm a fashion reporter. So I was basically just one of the more annoying characters on the show yelling at people. What's and, your best line? Do you remember? Um, honestly, my my best line... I don't think there was a best line. There was, what was inquiring your minds want to know. <laughs> That was one. Inquiring (laughs) Inquiring minds want to know. I think the best experience, though, was my first uh, time on that show. They had me as like a waitress at this cafe and I had to pour Antonio Sabato Jr. coffee. And I was extremely hormonal and horny and he was hot. And I've never seen such a beautiful man in my life. And I spilled coffee everywhere all over him. (laughs) And it was like a 40 minute setback in the scene. So it was awesome. And from that point on, they were like, we love you. We're going to give you a bigger role because you clearly can't pour coffee. That's fantastic. So, yeah. did, you, did you stay in contact with uh, with Mr. Sabato? Uh, no, I believe he was married at the time and I had uh, no game. So. Is he still married? I don't know. You know, I haven't Googled him in a minute. <laughs> but he was so such a good first counterpart yeah. in a, in a, for a small role. So what a, Yeah, what a tale. It's like working with Lorenzo Lamas. I mean, pretty much. I was supposed to be his daughter. That's that Lorenzo my, Lamas? My audition for the soap opera was... Auditioning to be Lorenzo Lamas' daughter on the show. Yes, macho. Lorenzo Lamas and Sabato Jr. (laughs) Basically, they needed me to hone in on my Spanish-speaking skills, and that didn't work. So they were like, you're going to be a reporter. (laughs) What other roles have you had like that? Um, I mean, that's really been the the most consistent one. Um, I was in Neighbors, and I got to smoke a fake joint on set, so that was kind of cool. Oh, it they used sage, the fake weed? Sage joints. Is it I was disgusting? Like, Is, isn't this worse for you than actual weed? I don't I know. I think so. Yeah, so that was kind of cool, but I didn't have any speaking roles, so that just in in general was a cool little moment. What part of Neighbors? I'm just trying, was it like one of the big party scenes? I was um, 
present during the dildo sale on the front lawn. And oh, I right. had, a, I had a line. I was yelling. I forget what the line was, but I was one of the girls that bought the vagina mold instead of the, there was <laughs> one girl in the fraternity who had a vagina mold. <laughs> so I was one of the ones buying her vagina mold. Okay. And then they ended up cutting that scene down, of course, because it's Hollywood. So, right. but then the fake, joint smoking scene was during a pool party and I got like a load of water to the face with a Nerf gun and was smoking weed with oh, some nice. of the main guys with McLovin and those guys. So did you get to hang with them at all? Yeah, they're amazing. And I didn't realize how involved Seth Rogen is as far as the directing and producing yeah, and the yeah. writing. And I mean, he really was, he wasn't filming at all the days I was filming and he was there on set. Very he does present. Everything. Yeah. It was impressive to see. And he's very creative and I can see that He's definitely made a relationship with people, so they respect him, but they love him. I like McLovin. I also like, uh, what's what's James Franco's little brother's name? Uh, uh, Dave Franco. Yeah, yeah. I love Dave. He, they have that like permanently high face where yeah, they're just yeah. always laughing they or do smiling. They look permastone. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> First, I just thought it was James, but I think it's just in the family. So. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's that, He's tiny. It's, it's I think weird. They're all tiny, though. I know. That's why I think acting is a really good route for me. <laughs> Because I make men feel huge. Yeah. It's perfect. That's good in life, though, too, just because men are so insecure. It's just like they can, you can totally just, just stick me next to you. And I don't even have to say a word. Power dynamic. But then you talk to them and they're like, you're smarter than they are. And then it's, yeah. And then it's all over. We've got like that David Beckham little mini voice. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Who's, who's, your, who's your favorite celebrity you've met since yeah, you've been in the, in the Playboy family? Not, not to tell tales out of school, but is there like someone that totally surprised you? Like, holy shit, this dude or this gal is so awesome. You know, I haven't even really met as many celebrities as you might think, because I know there's a lot at the mansion, but right. I'm 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 more apt to know who a producer is or a director right, or a writer. Right. Like I know those faces more right. for some reason, even a radio guy rather than an actor, unless it's like Brad Pitt. But right. I did get to meet uh, what's the actor's name from Willard, the main guy from Willard. He's amazing. Elijah Wood? No. No, that's Wilfred. Oh. Willard with the rats. Here, I'm going to look it up what's, because he was awesome. What's Willard? It's a very creepy horror movie. This guy has like all these rats around him. I can't really describe it, but it's... Hold wow. on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up because this guy is an amazing actor and I met him. Are you a horror fan? I'm a huge horror fan. Really? Did you huge. grow up reading like Flowers in the Attic and like and that stuff or... No, I grew up laying in the hallway while my dad thought his door was closed watching a Freddie, uh, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, Nightmare on Elm Street How and all those movies. Saw that? I was probably only like three, four. Wow, that's really young. Yeah, I that's used to terrifying. sit in the hallway and watch these because I love them, but then I'd be screaming and crying in my room and You'd my dad would be like, nightmares. what's going on? Why? You weren't even supposed to be watching that. Oh, so, Crispin Glover. Yes, thank you, Crispin Glover. Best. He is awesome. He's a madman. I got to talk to him for probably like two hours at Marty the mansion. McFly, man. Thank you. That was probably a more universal description of who he is, but he is so into astronomy. Apparently he's very into astronomy. So our whole topic of conversation was time of day that you were born. What was your rising, your moon and your sun and what are your parents like? And then he actually sent me an email of my entire, it's like a 30 page email of my whole breakdown of my astronomy. And he did this himself? He did this himself or he went through a company. I don't know, but he went out of his way to get it to me. He was not inappropriate at all. And he was just awesome. I loved him. That's and he's, so cool. He, he was did... like strange a little. So I liked him. Yeah, you know? he is a little strange. Yeah, there's that great Letterman uh, clip of him where he's doing like karate on yeah, Letterman. Yeah. <laughs> and then Letterman had to run back behind the scenes and, like, and, and, and hide from him. Everybody look it up because it's like classic Letterman. I'm going to watch that again, actually, when we're done. 
So you smoke in the fake doobie on 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 neighbors, yeah. but you have a very informed, from what I understand, knowledge of medical marijuana and its advantages. From from what I understand, yes, I like to think so. So so so, how did that begin? How did you get involved in the um, you know in the in the in the medical marijuana and the legalization movement? You know, which is gaining steam. You know, I think Absolutely. I think we'll have full Quickly. legalization in California in 2016. So, but but how did that start for you? I mean, there's. I didn't really smoke a lot of weed in high school. I, you know, I didn't really even drink that much. So I actually met a guy and he had gotten into a motorcycle accident and they wanted to put him on Oxycontin and Norco and all these things at such a young age. And, you know, he went in, he got his prescription filled and like, he never took them. He would just give them to friends or whatever, but then like, you know, whatever facilitator of sorts. Um, But then, you know, he would go in and start seeing like 15 year old zombie kids just sitting there waiting for their prescription and like just drooling all over themselves. So I kind of realized at a younger age that I don't like the feeling that getting wasted gives me except Jimmy does. Yeah, yeah, I do. I admit it, admit it, admit it. You know, as a girl, I always wake up with like a new pimple in the morning. I feel like crap. I don't remember anything. It's just not good. So I just started realizing that there's so many benefits to smoking weed. And I, was like that awkward smoker. I would smoke and then I would start feeling like everyone was looking at me. Oh, and like, you get you know, paranoid get and, like, and like and call your mom. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So I started smoking <laughs> on my own, which I might seem like it's more of a problem, but it was better for me because I could actually use it for what I needed yeah. it for. You know, I needed it for pain. I tore both of my hip flexors as a cheerleader when I was younger. So I had to go to physical therapy every single week. Right, and right. I saved a lot of money just by smoking weed to use it for right. pain issues. And, you know, uh, my metabolism is pretty fast and I'm tiny and I didn't have a huge um, appetite. So I would use that to want to eat. So I would smoke and I would still get good grades. It wasn't affecting the important things in my life. So I started realizing that this could help. I have a- How old were you when you started? uh, Probably about like 17, 18, like end of high school. I mean, I had dabbled, but it wasn't like a serious thing in my life until then. I think it's good though, because I started realizing the responsibility behind it when I smoked it. It wasn't ever something that was abused with me, which is good. I That's think. good. Yeah. And the teenage brain is still growing too. So it's yeah. like, you got to be careful. So you were using it for the cannabinoids, which I understand are the, uh, I only use it for the cannabinoids myself, but <laughs> yeah. you, uh, use uh, the cannabinoids, which are the, that's sort of the non-psychoactive pain-killing element of uh, the plant, correct? Yes, there is. There are tons of cannab- cannabinoids actually cannabinoids there are tons of cannabinoids in the actual plant in marijuana but there is one called cbd that is kind of scaring big pharma right now i believe because it's you know this could really cure a lot of things right. this is downsizing you know the size of tumors cancerous cells um you know it's helping kids with epilepsy adults with epilepsy it's helping people you know who are dealing with nausea from about chemotherapy those, about that kid the woman who moved to can who's getting uh prosecuted in kansas for for giving her daughters high- i think that's rosie o'donnell and her wife i just read that the other day i, don't I think, think it's, it's rosie it's some random woman uh not was random, it? but i guess the kid was having like 300 seizures a day yeah and then they they found like the specific strain for her and like she maybe has one a week now yeah didn't they find like one plant on her property or something? I don't know. It's crazy. It's really crazy to me. I mean, they, they're they talking about a state where they still teach creationism in, in high school. Exactly. It's really just mind boggling to think at you know, how close minded most of our country yeah. is. And I think that they have um, all the other drugs as le- as less lethal drugs as marijuana on the food chain, basically. 
we marijuana is a you know section one drug. Yeah, no so one's ever. They're basically saying meth is better for you than medical marijuana because it's a gateway. What so, was it? 1937, uh, Harry Anslinger when they when they when they made it illegal. I think William Randolph Hearst wanted to do it because it was a because hemp then was a. Yep. Uh, uh, Hearst was the reason basically that. Because he wanted hemp to, is banned. Because he wanted the he wanted dead trees to on. Yeah. Uh, on his newspaper. His business was paper. Yeah. Our business is hemp. So exactly. he shut us out. And from then on, you know, it's kind of been taboo, even though that the real reason was just business. Yeah. So, I mean. It generally is. Exactly. <laughs> but that guy's gone now. Come yeah, on. Fuck him. <laughs> um, so how active are you just in, 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 in the movement? We can, we can call it. Yeah, I'm pretty, you know, I've got, I'm starting a business of my own. So I, I'm trying right now to sort of just surround myself with like-minded people and learn as much about, you know, the whole industry as and legalization and everything as I can. So I've gone to a Reform California meeting and basically that was just like a brainstorming meeting. Everyone right. sits around and they're all from different areas in California and you just talk about what we can do to change the laws, what we can do to add to a ballot. So it's just kind of neat to see everyone right. from lawyers to, you know, who are in the industry to businessmen that just had to like lie and get out of work. And there's kids yeah, missing yeah. school you know so it's really cool to see the kind of peppered amount of people that are in it um, so you're going to start your own dispensary you know the dispensary thing has been a, a goal of mine but right. it is so hard right now just because you have to have all the regular you know you hoops. have to have all the everything in line and a lot of areas that are allowing it are then changing their zoning permits right. and things once people get dispensary going and you're still to kind of vulnerable to federal prosecution too exactly so that must you know that's and look i i have no problem becoming a war veteran for this movement but i have no plans to on going to jail anytime no, no, soon no no, <laughs> no one should go ever go i mean you, except you're, for tommy chong yeah that's you're, okay. you're friends with tommy right <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get him in here yeah that would be awesome he's uh he's amazing to listen to he's still so active and you know they have these things called cannabis cups that they do all over yeah. the world familiar um, with them and he's at almost every single one of them representing himself as a brand and then talking about, you know, he still has his paraphernalia and his little, you know, items That's that he That's what he went to jail for, for was... Uh, it was Because I know this guy, uh, I'm going to name check him, he's going to be listening, his name's Chris Hill, and he ran this company called Chills. Mm -hmm. and that was like the space alien bong. And he lived in Florida, but a store was raided in Indiana that had his stuff, and the so federal got... marshals arrested him. This guy's like a registered Republican, like 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 oh, it was terrible. Like tore his family apart, like everything. He did like yeah. two, he did two years in Tallahassee for, for two years, two fucking years. Three days would be mortifying. Yeah, I've holy cow. I spent eight hours in a cell once and i, I would was, love to hear that story i was crying i I'll was tell crying you, i'll tell you the story actually i don't i don't think i've ever told this to my mom and dad so well, you're I was a sweet in, piece of ass so i don't think that's a place for you no no so i was in a this is that involves all kinds of bribery and shenanigans actually so i was coming from antwerp to um to london and I was taking the channel train. And it was like my Midnight Express moment. I was a, <laughs> a sophomore in college. I'd been living in, in the Czech Republic. And I was like on my way back from Christmas break. And um, we drove into the Netherlands. And I had bought all kinds of weed and hash. And I had taped it all down my legs and my got God, on the channel train. That's smart, though. <laughs> But I had, it was terrible though. I had like this huge afro. I might as well have been wearing a sign around my neck that's saying, I'm, Arrest I'm, me. I'm carrying drugs right now. <laughs> so like they like pull me out of line and search me. They find a little bit and then full on naked strip search. Like 
thrown in, <laughs> thrown oh into jail, customs jail. There were some like drunken Germans in there who had acted rowdy on the train. They didn't, they didn't rape me or anything. Nine. Really, either, yeah, there wasn't any like weird Oz shit that went on, but um, <laughs> weird Oz shit. So I t- talked to one of the guards and I was like, "How much will it cost me to get out of here right now?" This is in England, and he's like, <laughs> "All your hash." And he's like, "A thousand pounds," and I was like, "All right." Got it. And they uh, uh, they open up the cell doors and um, they take me to a cash machine. And they're like, "All right, we're going to we're going to unhook you, but if, but if you run, we're going to put you down." I'm like, "Where the fuck am I going? You have my passport. I just want to go back to Chicago. <laughs> take me to the ATM." Yeah. So I so I give them all my money and then um, they drive me to Heathrow. Oh my god. And um, they're like, "You can't come back for one year." And I was like. Deal. I, I was done with my stay anyway. Yeah. I wound up marrying an English woman, though, so it became a bit <laughs> <laughs> She came to visit you, though, right? Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. So, so, <laughs> but it all ended up all right. But I've never told, but I told my parents there was a bomb threat, and that's why I had missed my flight. So, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, I was, I was smuggling drugs. You know what? It could have been way worse. It could have been heroin in your asshole and it was weed down your legs. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was a good boy. I wasn't a smack. So I would have done the same thing. Yeah. It was, uh, it was just disappointing. It was so good. And I just want to see you with an afro. That's my main concern yeah. right now is imagining no, you with I an afro. No, I had just like the major Isro Jufro. Like it was like, I looked like people <laughs> used to call me Richard Simmons. Like it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh my God. I would pay to see one of those yeah, photos. I got to find them. There, there, there used to be one somewhere. I will find it though. All right. So back to you. That's enough yakking. That was great part. though. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah I, I, I wanted to share that with you. Um, I feel closer now. Yeah, we definitely just we've went just, up a notch in our relationship. We've just bonded. Now you you know I've been in the slammer for drug related offense. I just um, need to catch up now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll be in the slammer soon. No, we'll see, guys. No, I, I think there's a in your contract. You're not allowed to go to jail. Perfect. So, all right. So you're playmate of the year now, and that's I am. and that's so awesome. Like, has your like has it sunk in? Not really. No, I think it'll sink in when I stand up on that stage on Thursday and I look out and see all of you guys and I have to speak English. Right. Because I, <laughs> I feel be like fine. that would be, very, I can talk my way out of a paper bag, right. but I feel like once I'm standing in front of a bunch of people I love, respect, and who helped get me here, I feel like that will, it'll really sink in and I might have a moment, but I will to, not cry. You're going to cry. I promise. You will totally I heard cry. that Sarah Underwood cried and she is so endearing. And Everybody I cries. I told myself that I will wait until you're after. You're going to pull a Halle Berry. Like, I can't believe me. I thank you. I might actually. She totally cried. It's, 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 it's your moment. I know. I know. But Chanel mascara is so expensive, Jimmy. That's okay. Can't cry that off. We'll, 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 <laughs> I didn't know that. We'll, we'll get, now you we'll, do. We'll, we'll, we'll get more. So are you I'm doing anything excited. cool with the money? You know, it's kind of, I think, unconventional because I think a lot of girls probably shop and right. do all that. But I'm mainly putting mine into my business and I want to buy my first home on my own before, you know, I go off and get married and do all these other things. So I want to put it somewhere wisely. And I know that, you know, it's coming in increments. So it's kind of better that I'm not getting it all at once because then I might be a little inclined to buy some shoes. That's like the lump sum lottery (laughs) winner. They always end up. Yeah. It goes toward like a tractor. Yeah. And all their families are like, I borrow a thousand dollars. Yeah. That adds up. So I'm definitely putting most of this toward my business and that will actually be up and running probably in the next month or two. So that is coming quick. And Are then your parents psyched? Are they coming? They're so excited. My dad's flying out from Colorado, actually. Oh, so he's even more excited. He's the reason 
I even knew what Playboy was. I used to find his old Playboys and I'd lock myself in the bathroom and I'd bend the pages of the girls I thought were the most beautiful. And I just loved the magazine. You were reading the forum. You were reading all the political articles. Yeah, I would sit there with my dad's spectacles on reading the forum (laughs) in the bathtub (laughs) at age five. (laughs) That's a nice bush. Yeah, exactly. My my kids read it. You know, I obviously that's that's where daddy works. So yeah, yeah. I can't hide that. I I mean, I, I bring it home. I mean, I hope the children's family services don't come. But, no, you're uh, no, honest. No, Robin. but yeah, yeah. That's like, I don't want them to develop a complex. It's like no. they're just trying to ward off the therapy bills. It's like, look. I mean, look at me. This is how you turn out when you're honest with your child and you show them Playboy at exactly. a young age. It's not that bad. could be way worse. No, so great. Thanks. So, so yeah, I think it'll, it'll be good. My grandma is coming. There's your grandma's kind of a coming? cool shocker. Grandma will be there. She's had a little bit of a rough road these past couple months. She just had open heart surgery oh, and really? she's getting older. So, you know, she's like, this is one of those moments. I'm not missing it. I'm like, do you need a golf cart or maybe Heff will let you borrow his golf cart. I don't know. You can hitch a ride down the lawn. The stair <laughs> but, later. There's, yeah. there's, 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 there's plenty of equipment there for exactly the infirm. Ooh, the lights Ooh, just went off. Mood lighting. It's getting moody in here. Mm-hmm. I might have to take my shirt off. Someone said, Grandma, the lights uh, turn I off. Know. Jimmy. My dad is, that's, that's how I roll. I like old ladies. <laughs> Great Bush. So it's that oh, wisdom. I'm sorry, I'm talking about, not your, but grandparents. Now no. you're just swallowing your words. It's yeah. good. Crossing like the it. line. Crossing the line. There is no line. So um, you're going to do something. You're going to take some time off. You're going to travel. Like, do you have, like, is there, like, are you going to do something cool for yourself? Yeah. I've actually never been to Europe. The only place outside of America that I've ever been, aside from, like, Mexico go um is argentina and that was actually a job that i got through playboy before playmate okay um and then i've always wanted to go to europe and i've never gone so can film festival is actually starts tomorrow <laughs> i believe actually or Are you tuesday time? yeah i think i'm going oh, to be awesome i know so i'm gonna you know do the luncheon on the 14th and then give them a day just in case like a job comes up or something and right. then i'm doing the whole very extremely last minute buy my flight and head out. One of my girlfriends is doing a style suite out there. So she's got like a celebrity clientele and a villa oh, the best. and you we've got so- friends that are from there. So I think, you know, I'm okay with winging it. I'm a spontaneous type of person. It's all about drinking rosé and, yes. and sitting in the sun. It's the best. What is that? By the way, I keep hearing that everyone rose drinks rosé. It's just like really sweet and gives you a headache. I don't want to I sound like a moron. I it's just like a different kind of grape, but it's it's not as sharp as wine. It's it's yeah. like really easy to drink at the beach, basically. Yeah, and I think I think that is what it is because a lot of people, you know, they go to Saint Tropez and they do the Monaco, you know, races and all those things, and everyone's drinking all day and night. That's and I right, think the you're Grand Prix right. on the twenty second. Yeah, we're going to that too. Are you? Yes. I'm so oh, excited. Man. The I... only Formula One anything I've ever seen was in Montreal a few years ago. Oh, it's my dream is because like apparently in Monaco it's crazy because it's like on a hill it's so so and beautiful. it's like and so so when the cars start up like they're like just it, feel it, it. it echoes throughout the uh the entire Ugh. city see that i'm like getting so excited right now i'm having to like cross my legs yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what isabel said she's like just wait until they all rumble their engines you can feel it in the seats it's great <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay so we're all gonna wear dresses no panties and we're gonna sit there and watch this race it's gonna be good that'll be awesome i'm excited you're gonna have fun all right Danny Mathers, Playmate of the Year, adventurer, auto sports enthusiast. Yes. Marijuana activist. Yeah, baby. Writer, adventurer. Thank you for coming to the Naked City. Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure. We're going to do this again. You're going to bring Tommy Chong and... We're going to like talk politics and stuff. Yeah, we might have to have a sesh to talk about this. Yes. There's important things that need to be covered. Sesh talk. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, we'll smoke. Hot box dojo. Yeah, we can. I, I might get can. fired you for don't... cause, but it'll be okay. That's uh, okay. I learned this thing, you know, you put a wet towel under the door. Yes, yes. <laughs> this little thing I learned in college. I learned that at the old office. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Danny. Thank you, guys. Love it. Great. Awesome.